You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. You're listening to episode 204 of PHP Ugly. I'm your host, Eric Van Johnson, and with me, a very stressed out and probably a borderline breakdown, Thomas Rideout. Hello. And a, and a person I really don't know who I am friends with, John Congdon. Thomas, thank you so much for taking the time to set this up and get it working in a more reliable fashion. Oh, my God. We literally have not (laughs) even been working yet. (laughs) I'm trying. I'm trying. Thank you for trying to relieve Eric from this duty. I'm trying to make it look pretty, too. And I appreciate you taking You did taking a good job with him. pretty. Okay, so now I have to re-explain to the people listening to the podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, we made some changes to our live stream. We have a new setup. Thomas spent a lot of time doing design and all this other fun stuff. So we look kind of cool. You really should watch what? our live stream from sure time to time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel or our Twitch channel or Periscope. I don't know if you can actually subscribe to Periscope, but... Um, it's fun. We do some pregame. You get to see us flop around during setup, and then there's a there's after the show we hang out a lot as as well. So so here we go. We're this is like we're literally 15 minutes into it, and we're finally getting the show going. How's everybody doing, Thomas? How are you doing, buddy? I'm a little stressed out, and I noticed no. that I'm uh, recording in stereo, but I have a mono microphone, so you're just hearing me on your left side. Oh, that's fun. No, turn, no. What about it, turn? It, can that, you t- turn your gain up? By the way, somebody said you're low. I did. T- I did turn it up, so we should be good now. Okay. Yeah, and, and and they hear you in stereo, Thomas, because our mics do the same thing. So if you go to your local recording, it, you'll hear it in mono. But when it goes through YouTube and all those channels, it comes I just, up as fine. I just listened to it through YouTube. It's it's definitely playing out of the left channel only. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't think anybody's going to complain. Yeah, problem for another day. I, I'm not going to worry about it I, right now. I'll complain because that drives me crazy on a podcast. Just saying. <laughs> I'm sorry, Thomas. That was mean. That's, that's so, Thomas. Okay. What inspired this this setup, this layout? I mean, did you Fiverr this thing, or what, what's going on here? I I found a bunch of like free assets and just sort of squeezed them together and got them to work together. And I got us a fancy high res background picture and decided, you know, I'm going to try and make, cause a lot of people are doing this remote podcasting thing that used to do round table type stuff. Mm-hmm. And I keep seeing these, these video blogs that are really nicely done with three people. And ours was not looking nearly as nice as theirs was and didn't have these fancy <laughs> animations and, cool effects and so i decided i'd take a look at uh what it would what it would take to get that working what was that who who's who's buzzing john you making beer that that was my beer repressurizing Uh, what can i say sometimes your beer which is now out of business oh is it really i i had not noticed that yeah Turns out giving away your most expensive piece of the unit is not good business sense. That that, that doesn't work? No, it didn't After play all, out well. All, all these years on the internet and giving away free services and how successful those companies were? Really? <laughs> Imagine that. Mm. At least they didn't take out a Super Bowl ad. 
they would have if there was going to be a Super Bowl, but what, that probably what was the uh, what was the Butler uh, search? Uh, uh, what was the Butler search that everybody before Google Ask Jeeves? Ask Jeeves, holy smokes! Yes, Ask Jeeves. Yeah, that was the commercials. I'm like, I remember that was the first time. I'm like, why is there a commercial for this? This is so weird. Well, that was back in the day where they didn't think you could sell cars online. So all the ads That's were true. for other online things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, so how's everybody? How has everybody's week been? That's eh, stressful. How about yours? Stressful, but fun. I'm stressful. coding. I, I tell you, man, I, I love coding. I say it every week. I know. I have yet to to second guess or regret any of my decisions to become a full-time developer, man. I, I tell you, there's nothing more. Just getting into that flow, writing that poetry that makes computers do things. I just, I dig if, it, man. It's, if it's only you would have friends to push you in that direction years ago. Exactly. Exactly. And what about you, Thomas? Uh, uh, it it suddenly became stressful right at the end of today. Um, <laughs> Welcome to my world, buddy. I mean, I'm happy to have company. Yeah, we're we're working on getting something uh, pushed out, uh, and my boss man asked me, "Hey, can we get this done and pushed out tomorrow?" Um, I said, "Well, you know, I'm having a lot of trouble with it. the The JSON format got completely changed the other day, so I'm I'm having to work on reformatting how we're storing the data and everything, and how everything's working correctly." and he said, well, you know, we need to get it. We need to get it pushed out pretty quickly. And I said, well, I can work on it Monday and make sure it goes out on Monday. And he said, yeah, your vacation starts on Monday. You're off for two weeks. <laughs> and Monday is also a holiday, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, I completely forgot that I have two weeks of vacation and have to get this thing done before <laughs> the two weeks of vacation starts. That sounds like fun. It's funny to me to think, I mean, this is going to come out wrong, so I'm going to apologize up front. But it's funny to me to think that there's there's things in your industry, which is the the adult industry, that, like, have these, like, absolute deadlines. Like, oh, yeah, we've got to get this out, like, by, by Friday because, you know, reasons. And it's just... I, I think I think like well, deadlines just in sense. general because we do a lot of cross network advertising and work with affiliates. There you go. So there we've got go. these programs that Shows are you what ready. I know. Yeah, we've got these mm-hmm. programs that are ready to go out and everyone's waiting for it to be available and we have mailers going out on our deadlines and huge. So yeah, it's it's we can face some real hard deadlines that you wouldn't expect. Yeah. Yeah, I I get that. Just just goes to show you. Hey, uh, I I wanted to throw something by you guys. I wanted to toss an idea by you guys because um, we talked last week a lot about Laracon. Uh, mm-hmm. Laracon US was totally virtual this year, as just about everything else is, which is understandable. We weren't really knocking Laracon for for making that decision, but we were just talking about the fact that, at least for me, really didn't have as big of an impact and really not that drawn to it uh, in general. But assuming that we go back to real-world conferences at some point, assuming that Laravel is one of those conferences, because I really have a sneaky suspicion that Taylor is probably was probably actually you know very happy with not having to deal with a real-world conference. But if you've ever dealt with a real-world conference, it's stressful. It's expensive. There's a lot of money up front. You hope to recover in the back. Most of the times you don't. And there's a lot of coordination, food, 
facilities, all sorts of audio, video. There's just a lot of work that goes into a conference. If you ever go to a conference, especially a small conference being put on by a user group or something, make sure you take some time and go to the conference organizers and let them know how much you appreciate it because it is a ton of work. And I'm speaking from experience. I I did it. I would do it again because it is, you know, it is, it is a labor of love, but it's a lot of work. Don't do that to John. (laughs) But at the end of at, at the end of last year's conference, not this year, at the end of last year's conference, Taylor had mentioned that you know he wasn't happy with the format. Like the, they had changed the format from hour long talks to thirty minute talks, which made the talks quicker. Some people liked it. I was kind of on the fence. Like I felt I felt there's a place for thirty minute talks, especially the people who who are talking about. Oh yeah, I started my business with Laravel. Those could be thirty minutes, but there are certain talks that I feel like should be an hour. Mm. But you know. Whatever. But uh, Taylor and I had a little conversation over Twitter, uh, over DM. It wasn't on the a public stream where I pitched an idea with, to him. And he he didn't really give me like a warm, fuzzy feedback. He's like, hey, thanks for the feedback. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it in mind sort of thing. But more like, stop talking to me. I really don't like you that much sort of response. That's pretty warm and fuzzy for him, though. That's true, right? He, he didn't <laughs> use a curse word or anything. But let me pitch it to you because I thought it was a great idea. I thought it was a perfect fit for laravel it doesn't really change the format at all i mean like i said the 30 hour 30 minute hour talks i think is still something that that should be looked at but what i told him is so laricon is typically what is it two days or three days i think it's two days right i think laricon was typically two days i told him extend laricon by a day make it a three-day conference but make it actually two conferences Make the open source conference, which is a cheaper conference where you talk about the open source aspect of Laravel, where, you know, people can like Frick can talk about whatever packages he worked on and, you know, all that open source stuff that's you know free for everybody. You make it a cheaper conference, like a hundred bucks because it's for one day. You don't serve food, whatever. It's the open source conference for Laravel. The second conference would follow it the next day, and it would be kind of the commercial or business conference for Laravel, where he can, you know, companies can talk about services that they have for Laravel, you know, paid services that they have for Laravel, to, you know, whoever, Taylor, Adam, you know, whatever business pitches they want to do, that that's where they would do it. Um, and, of course, that would be more to the cost of a regular conference or maybe even a little bit more because it would be a commercial conference and businesses have but isn't it funded by the people giving the talks what wouldn't those no so, see well if they're a commercial entity making money off laravel giving a talk about what they are doing with laravel they should be a, a sponsor giving a talk mm-hmm. at this conference it, right, is what even, it sounds it, like it, Right. But even like, like the, the IB, I think what Thomas is saying, even like the IBM conference that we would go to, we still had to pay to go to the IBM conference. It wasn't a free conference because we were an IBM client. So, so no, there's still a cost for people to go to it. No, Matter that's fact, not what he want- said, but they are still a, they would still be like a vendor. They would be, they would be a sponsor yes. of the conference and talking about their product speak. But I would be more interested in knowing that type of stuff, what people are doing with Laravel, how they can use it mm-hmm. commercially than necessarily an open source thing. What do you guys think of this idea? It's interesting. I mean, I, I like, I like the, the notion of separating it. My concern is those talks be, becoming too sales pitchy versus that. That's a real concern versus a usable, like 
how I could use Laravel to better my business. Mm-hmm. Well, the sponsored talks have always been pretty sales pitchy. Well, he to be fair, he didn't say sponsored talk. We interpreted it that way, being more commercial. Well, who it knows could what be, he said? We have to figure out some way to interpret. <laughs> <laughs> the, the idea behind it is that the, the second conference is really focused for you know people who make money off Laravel, whether you're a developer, whether you're, you're a company that uses Laravel in your shop, whether you're, you're a company that builds a product product on Laravel. That's your conference. The first conference is for the people who are still in love with the open source aspect of, of the, of the, of Laravel. The, you know, Hey, I'm a hobbyist. I'm getting into Laravel. I'm into open source. You know, that's their, their conference there. That's, and the idea really, to be quite honest with you is that they more you would have a lot of overlap where people would just go to both conferences because if you're going to the commercial conference, you know, another hundred bucks to spend on the, on the open source conference and see what, what open source direction Laravel's taking is probably nothing to a commercial entity. And you might not have so much overlap for people who are interested in open source going to the commercial one, but I think you're kind of the, the real demographic you're shooting for are the, are the commercial kind of conference goers. Which is what they're probably targeting in general anyway. It's I kind of feel how, that way, yeah. It's like, how can how can Diego Dev as a company make money off of Laravel mm-hmm. versus there's not, I can't see that many open source people paying to go to a conference and what they're getting out of a Laracon. Oh, have you, well, have you never seen scale? Scale is a massive conference and it's all open source. I, I think scale, Laravel scale is also free. Wasn't it? I don't think so. I think you had to pay to go to the, I think, I think the, uh, the, the exhibition, exhibit, exhibition hall was free, but I think if I remember correctly, you had to pay, to go to the talks um i, I think I we we went one year we met some weird kid who just had a kid but that's the only <laughs> time i've ever been well and we we were also hosting a table there we were asked to host a table there so we we, we oh, kind of had it that's right track. i forgot about that part yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we were working you remember <laughs> that was but that was so long ago I, I think there's still a huge, I mean, I like to feel like there's still a huge open source community around Laravel. And this has always been kind of, you know, one of my grapes with Laravel is I think the open source community aspect of it gets pushed to the side for the more structured ecosystem of Laravel, where it's, sure, you want to call it a community if you pay me five dollars, you can call it whatever you want. I still think there's very much an open source community of people who just enjoy coding, your hobbyists, you know, people like that who are who who would be willing to pay for you know a hundred bucks or hundred fifty bucks to go to a one day conference for Laravel. Now, I I can say <clears throat> one of the things that Taylor focused on, I think it was three years ago, was the artisan mentality, where <clears throat> the people who were using Laravel were making small uh, SaaS projects and it was this sort of like handmade small project community um and that's something that i've seen missing from the latest laracon stuff where it's it's about larger projects or you know technology implementations or new you know the newest thing but i don't see a lot about the small business elements well, yeah, I hear I hear what you're saying. The the small business element was kind of one of the things that I found frustrating. Uh, uh, the the talks of hey, we started a business with Laravel. We we created a service that you know checks license plates. And well, not that. That's not what I mean. I mean like 
getting up and running quickly and creating a, a, a an easily deployable mm. solution. Um, That's fair. I mean, were, were there any talks about deployment this year? I don't think there was anything that had to do with the uh, Kubernetes or. That's part of that's part of it. It's been a week now, and I still have yet to go back and watch any of the videos that like I wasn't really interested in. Like, I, I don't know. I I couldn't even tell you what half the talks were because I just didn't care. A lot of them were it, the sort of motivational type conversations. Right. I just I just watched Twitter to see which which talks people were talking about and why. And then I I still haven't watched those. I watched Taylor's. I think Taylor's is the only talk I watched from end to end. Oh, and Livewire. Chris, I, I watched his. I think those are the only two Shocker. talks I watched end to end. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to let that one slide by. <laughs> but, uh, you know, even Adams, I've, I I saw, like, the beginning of it. I saw what he was going to talk about. I'm like, okay, this is a, this is a typical Adam Wathen. This is how I code. You know, I have this idea for the pattern thing and I, I stop caring. Talk. Yeah, you mentioned that. And and I, I meant to go back and watch it after you said that because I'm kind of a dick anyways. And I'm like, I really should give this another listen. And I have it I, because I just don't care. And I think that's part that's part of my disconnect with these virtual conferences. It's like, all right, well, I have the video. If it's anything that earth shattering, I'll go back and watch it. But... <laughs> I don't care. Well, I, I still I didn't, have. I didn't meet. List. You know. You, you know how many new people I met at that conference? None. <laughs> I met no new people. Nobody came up to me. I came up to nobody. Which you know, a lot of lawyers are appreciating right now. But it's just, <laughs> I lost. Well, no, that they're aspect not appreciating. They're missing that business. Is what you're. That's true. <laughs> I, yeah, I really miss that aspect of it. So I don't know. I just thought I'd toss it out there. I realized that. Um, I don't know. I think it was a brilliant idea, but I, I've had was, millions of brilliant good. ideas that didn't work. Like PHP <clears throat> Ugly? I think that was PHP my Ugly, Wave PHP, no. <laughs> a lot of things. Eric, Eric brought up PHP Ugly long before. Oh, <laughs> He's okay. been talking to me about that for years. <laughs> you probably pitched yeah. like just a podcast, and then he was like, I've been thinking about doing this forever. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah, you know, I... I actually have to explain to people too. They all say, "Well, I can't do something Thursday night. I have a podcast to record." Say, oh, you have a podcast? I say, yeah. What's it about? Uh, software development. Oh, cool. Anyways, <laughs> well, that's better than my wife. Have fun with that. So, Rebecca, uh, my wife works at night. Uh, those listening to the show might not know this. I know you guys do, but she works typically from nine at night to nine in the morning, with the exception of Thursdays. Uh, she she has an outstanding request not to be put on Thursday night. Occasionally that, you know, we overlap where she has to come on. She tries to push it as late as possible, but last week she was here all day or not all day during the whole show. So she was next to me working. She just told the people that, uh, I can't answer phones for the first hour and a half because you know, Eric does his podcast and the exact same thing. Oh, he does a podcast. What's it called? Oh, it's called PHP ugly. What's it about? I don't know. Geek stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, can you take this case? <laughs> I don't know. It's about where it ends. If it doesn't have gaming in the title, they don't care. To All be right, fair, I, I have friends that are not geeks that listen to our show, so yeah, it must be me. We, 
Well, you have friends. You talk about a stressful weekend. Oh, my God. And you talk about a never-ending story. If you've listened to the show in the past. I love that movie. Heard, you probably heard me talk about my plumbing issues at my house. So I live I live in an older house. And not a cool older house. Like, not a 1940s older house that, you know, has seen the days go by. No. I live in an older house that was born in the late 70s, early 80s, where, like, cutting corners was the key, and everything is, like, craply put together. But I've had plumbing issues for years. John knows this. It's like, it seems like every other week, I'm like, yeah, I have a plumber coming over. <clears throat> I've had the plumbing nightmare this week, where it was three days of them jackhammering the foundation of my house to take out a main line that ran under my house that was clogged beyond clearing i mean the poor guy who the the initial guy who came out who tried to clear it just about took his finger off because it got everything got jammed up now let me tell you something for four days or or what i say three days four days of a plumber is not you, you think a developer is expensive my freaking god plumbers are expensive Oh my God! I couldn't. I couldn't even tell you. I. I, I don't even want to share with you what, what the final cost was. It, it was. It was. I, I had to pull one of my kids out of college. I just I, the lines had to be drawn. That's right. oh man. So uh, so yeah. I've been listening to three days of jack, and and it's like right outside my office window. It, like three days of just jackhammering, and it's like. But oh, let's please. but let's bring it back to to coding. How have you gotten through coding while having jackhammering going on next door? Right here, baby. The Bose headset, noise canceling headsets, baby. I, I could couldn't have done it any other way. I, I was telling, I told John earlier this week. I'm like. I've been thanking you all week for convincing me to buy these heads, this headset because I couldn't have gotten through these last couple of days without them. Is, oh man. I feel awkward <sighs> sitting at my desk without them on. Like, I like to listen to like the Today Show on my Google Home that's right here in front of me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for that first half hour, I'll have my headphones off, but I feel so like awkward with them not on my head. Yeah, I know the feeling. It's like whenever I get YouTube playing, it's like I don't want YouTube coming through my speakers because I don't know why. It just doesn't seem right. I need to have yeah. my headset on. I feel like I'm in a cocoon when I have it on. I'm like, this is how I code. And I've tried other headphones and the noise canceling just does it, especially with, with the kids screaming in the background like oh i don't hear that anymore yeah so yeah i I had three days without a kitchen without without a kitchen at all i mean it was all torn up fortunately yeah we had some really good friends who uh invited us over for dinner so it, it, that was that was nice. I'm lying. We have no friends. Nobody invited us over dinner. It's been hell these last three days. I got to be re- lots of takeout. <laughs> I was just trying to make John feel bad, but he didn't bite. Yeah, why would I bite? Yeah, I'm sure you got friends like next door that you go hang out with. Nope. I don't hang out with anybody because COVID. I just I don't hang out with anybody. Speaking of which, can I open this package that I received that you said we don't need anymore? It's been sitting on my desk. <laughs> Do 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 an unpacking, sure. Why not? I know what it is. Stupid uh, idiots. Do a live, do an eye bo- unboxing on the show. Unboxing, yeah, unboxing. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's all right. You're not going to open it. Been... I want to. I want to see how they look. I, I I I don't know if I got the exact same thing. So what John has is uh, I ordered. I I couldn't find our Patreon um, rewards. The 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 PHP ugly keychains. So I had to place another order, and I don't know if you guys have ever used one of these online create a lanyard service, but there's so much back and forth of 
hey, you have to approve the art. Do you do you want a digital proof? It's going to be another twenty five bucks. And we went back and forth for like three weeks. I finally get it all approved. They finally start developing it. They they canceled my original order because I I said I actually want the exact same thing I've already ordered from you. So stop asking me all these questions. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, perfect. Is the other side say uh oh you oh you have the uh you have you have the PHP ugly guy on the other side too. Coding is life. Keep it ugly. But why do I have like ten thousand of them in this bag? Holy cow! We don't have that many listeners. So that's the thing, right? The first time we ordered it, the minimum order was like a hundred. The second time we ordered it, the minimum order was had to be two hundred. I'm like, God damn it! I don't need two hundred of these things. So yeah, each each person's gonna probably get like five. <laughs> Pass it out to your friends and family. Thank you, Patreon listeners. We uh, we appreciate you. And uh, Thomas has an has an awesome slide for you. So are are, are our voices on this slide, Thomas? No, Do you have nope. <laughs> They'll be on the podcast. <laughs> Transition us back. So our voices, there we go. Our voices hey, aren't got... on that slide, but we appreciate you all really greatly. I'm gonna have to figure out how to do that. Um, what do you mean? You just you just put our thing, your our little streams on that slide. That's all you do. But then they show and then up. You put, no, you put you put it at the back of of everything, so it doesn't show up. Okay, don't well, worry about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be working next week, along with some other cool new features. In other words, there's going to be no more transitions for the rest of the, no, <laughs> the show. No. That, that, that was the only transition we had. That's the only one we get. Yeah, now that you pointed out the Firefox one. Oh, no, the Firefox one does have us. Firefox is good. Oh, yeah, trans, transition the Firefox. Take it have, over there for a second. Let, I don't let have anything to show. Show them Zencast. Oh, no, don't show them Zen, Zencast. Everybody go to the link. Yeah, that's <laughs> Everybody just be popping in here. I do have something I can show you guys. Lay it on us. I don't think the listeners of the podcast care too much, but no, but it's something we can talk about. So okay, uh, the the news is in. The news is done. It's been officially declared. Attributes will be pound sign square bracket. No pound sign square bracket. Ugh, that's that wasn't wow. my favorite. That was like my fourth favorite. What are you talking about? So so ex- explain to people listening to the show what we're talking about because that's one of the feedback. I, so I get we, we start rambling about something and don't talk about what it is. Yes. Attributes initially got the uh, at at syntax for. So, we're talking about so let's, talk about, let's, let's talk about what attributes are first. Attributes are similar to the doctrine attributes. They are sort of out of scope of the code, but define some functionality of the code. Um, They were approved for PHP 8, uh, but there was a lot of infighting about what the syntax should be for it. The approved version was at at, but it was quickly decided that even though syntax or the, the attribute stuff was important the at at syntax wasn't necessarily the best um so after i I just want to clarify a little bit more with with the attributes it takes it out of comments which is what doc block uses now right and through reflection you would be able to get the attributes and take some sort of action on this so different things will be able to use it like you said doctrine you could annotate what your columns are in your database you you could have some sort of script that would find what is needed for class instantiation right so it would help automate some of that right Actually, so and, and that it, through type ins now well it, it 100% depends on the framework that you're using or if you build your own framework for using it uh 
PHP natively isn't going to know or care about this stuff at all. Uh, it's just now that now that it's an official attribute, there's a way of tokenizing it so that new framework functionality can be built that uses it. Yeah, but uh, it doesn't have to be a framework either. You can use reflection outside of a framework to sure. Yeah, you can build your magic. own. Yeah, you can build your own little magic worky thing. I, I wouldn't recommend it. Just use whatever framework starts using it. But uh, it'll be handy in the future, but it's going to be a while till it gets really used. Uh, however, the fight, the big fight is over. Um, I don't understand the technical elements behind how they how they did this vote because there was a first preference, second preference, third preference thing going on. Uh, and if we go down, we can look at the what they call the ST. I have I have no idea how to correctly parse this, but it looks like a pretty unanimous vote. So with with everyone voting, it looks like most people's first preference was the pound sign square bracket. Uh, I believe one of the features of this is that it allows for uh, attributes to be commented out in previous versions of PHP. So you can have attribute language in your code and it'll be backwards compatible. That makes sense. And I think that was really the biggest selling point. Um, be- because because backward, backwards compatible would just treat it as a comment. Right. right. Gotcha. Uh, although so it, allow- it allows frameworks that want to stay seven compatible to also be eight compatible. Gotcha. Right. I-, I don't know in practice how well that's going to work out because if you're using attributes, then you've just got missing functionality. And if you want to be backwards compatible, then you just say seven, six or seven, four doesn't get this. But... That's that's the end result. We're stuck with it now, and I believe the current build that is out there is now using that attribute syntax. So, I'm ex- I'm excited about this. It's it's one of those doctrine thing, one of these things that's been in doctrine for a while. That I'm like that's that's cool. I mean, I I I do feel like it's a lot of magic, and that that makes me freak out a little bit. But I don't know. I, I I'm not a fan of the syntax, um, but I'm excited for the implementation. Yeah. I mean, I, it's interesting. Uh, the other big thing this week is the Laravel upgrade guide. Yep. Uh, so Laravel 8 is officially, the documentation has officially been released. Um, so it's out there to read. If you go to the Laravel site and go to documents, uh, it's there now. Um, you, I, you think, I think you have to select 8 right now because it's still, Master. it doesn't, yeah. No, it doesn't. I don't think it hits master until the eighth. I think that's when it, it's officially released. So I don't think it's master yet. Um, I could be wrong. Oh, you're you're on the docs right now. Well, just go, go to go to docs and what's what's on master? It's the same thing. Oh. Oh no, it's not. Okay, yeah. So uh, you do have to select eight. I think that just got. Yeah, moved. yeah, yeah. You have to select eight. So that's cool because I, I actually launched my first Laravel eight app today. Uh, so Laravel also released a new installer. Um. So you're supposed to be able to just upgrade it. So Laravel has an install you, you install with Composer, Global, or Require Global, or Global Require. What Require Global, I think it is. It's it's installed in your system. It's not a per-project thing. Um, you're supposed to be able to do an upgrade to that and get the new installer for myself. And I, and I noticed this was also mentioned in Laravel News later, so I didn't feel so stupid for having to do it. But for myself, I had to do a uh, uninstall of the Laravel installer and then do a you know new install of it. Really, and I I got the uh, I got the new one. Yeah, the the upgrade didn't seem to want to upgrade it, but 
I got it. I installed. So the cool thing about it is it actually has a switch you can pass with it called Jet. It's dash dash Jet. And that will initiate the workflow to install Jetstream. And even and when you install Jetstream, it says, hey, do you want to use Livewire or... Um, or, uh, what's the what's the JavaScript um, bridge thing? Inertia. Um, and then once you once you pick that, it says, "Hey, do you want Teams or, or do you not want Teams?" And I said, "Yeah, go ahead and include Teams." Got it installed. It it was nice. I mean, it's just a base install of Laravel, but you have user registration that has profile management that has two-factor authentication that has team management all with no additional work it uses tailwind obviously i chose livewire obviously it's very it's very clean it's got a dark theme to it now um it's nice uh you know why we we mentioned last week we have a new project that I'm kind of kind of have on the back burner for another week because I want to I want to go ahead and start with Laravel eight with it, but it's uh it's cool, it's fun. So is there I, I didn't... is there an upgrade guide from five dot two? Five dot two. I'm asking for a friend. I don't think there <laughs> no is. Judgment. Yeah, it's called JMac. Uh, use a shift and just baby step your way through it. Uh, well, so we have, friend. have you read through the uh, impacts, the high impact and medium impact stuff? Now, Thomas, you know how I live. Of course I have not. Come on. So the biggest thing, I guess, is model factories. Well, that, so that was the big thing. Uh, that that was the one thing that, it, that Taylor talked about last week was they redid factories. It's not that big of a thing. I, I'm not reading the impact, so maybe you have more information, but it's, on it's the not that big it's not that big of a thing because if you if you if you're upgrading an existing application that has a bunch of factories they have a legacy factory package you can include to keep your current factories working yeah but then but, are you really upgrading it's just a factory dude it's not like it's a core component of the application <laughs> right i mean am i wrong i don't know what if your application uses model factories a lot I, I can't think of a of a real use case where you would use factories as part of the I could be I could obviously be wrong, but Well and then there's a couple queuing things that uh mm. they're high impact but they're easily mitigated. Um and then pagination defaults, which I really disliked. Uh the paginator now defaults to the Tailwind CSS framework instead of bootstrap. So all of your styling, once you upgrade, is broken until you go back into your paginator and tell it to use the bootstrap method. Which what wait, wait, what? Why would it use something specific to a front end framework? I don't know. I'm con- well the, the look so pagination when you call the paginator to draw the links on your screen, if you don't use your own custom paginator, then it will style it with bootstrap what well, used to style it with bootstrap now it styles it with tailwinds uh, okay <laughs> this is why i don't use laravel that that specifically right there that's the one reason it's just it's a weird it. it's a weird move i i like the i like what tailwinds gives us and everything but it's it's again it's just it's a weird move where is this upgrade you're looking at i'm looking at your screen i don't see where you're at where's the upgrade at the, if, I, if i'm on laravel 8 docs i'm on installation 
scroll not down in the docs. To... It's in the upgrade guide on the left, the upgrade guide? The left nav. I'm an idiot. I don't see it. Prologue it, it, upgrade guide. It was in. It, it was the link that was in Trello. You just oh, have to okay. scroll down. Yeah, you, you have to scroll down past framework, past mail. Okay. Imagination. I'll, I'll get there. I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. Aside from that, yeah, there's okay. some interesting changes to uh, maintenance mode. That's actually very cool. Uh, oh yeah. See, I was I was the complete. That's actually on master. There you go. Upgrading to nine from eight. Nine what? What am I? What am I misreading? Ma- Upgrading Mas- master is not set is up not, yeah, for the master's, next one. They, he moved that today. But what's nine? We're we're. Are we, are we just going to eight? But he's preparing for the next version. Yeah, the release for this is is what in like six days. Right. Yeah, it's the eighth. It's yeah, it's eight. So as you could tell, eight is already considered done. He's already moved on to nine. Yeah, eight is <laughs> now just going to be security fixes moving forward. There will only be three patches a day for the next week. <laughs> And then it will drop quickly to two. Yeah, and then it'll be one a week for the rest of my life. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm sorry, I kept you, got, you got I kept like six months until you're on nine. Congratulations, oh. your light speed. Um, another interesting feature of uh, level eight is time travel in your tests. Oh, oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. You talked about maintenance mode. That's where I interrupted you. I apologize because I did want to touch on that. It's co- maintenance mode is actually cool. So. If you're not aware, there was a PHP artisan command where you could put your site in maintenance mode that basically brings the site down so that anybody visiting your site knows it's down. And they added some pretty cool features to maintenance mode, which it, uh, one of them is allows you to bring the site down, but you still have access to it. Like you can allow access to the site from certain pages. You can have, allow access to the site with a password. It's pretty slick. Uh, it, I mean, I'm still not a fan of the of the idea of bringing down your site for for maintenance. I I guess it, it happens to bigger sites, but it seems like there's always a better way to handle that. But yeah, I, now, I like now, that. Now, when you're making a big database change, if if you know it, that's a database true. Migration is going to take hours or you know tens of minutes. Mm-hmm. You don't want you don't want people hitting your site in the middle of that. Yeah, so this this new maintenance mode allows you to look at the look at your site and say, okay, the database migration is done. You can still look at the site, say, yep, it's done, and then bring the site up, and that's pretty nifty. I like I like that that addition. That was cool. All right, I'm sorry, Thomas, I'm done interrupting you. Carry on, and you're muted again. What did you do? Then we have time travel. <laughs> So time travel is interesting. You, would you care to talk about this one? Because I, I, I did not know about this one. It's a it's a helper feature for testing that lets you set the date of the activity of the test. So of of, of the object, right? Of of the like whatever this is, right? So yeah. you can you can fake where you are in time to make sure that your methods for handling time issues are properly handling time issues. But can't you do that already with, I mean, I do it outside of Laravel using carbon and setting yeah. the date manually. Yeah, that's yeah why I think I, this is just made, made, is to make that easier. That was so, why so like, I, I put it in here is because it doesn't make things easier. It, it does, a, though. It's a helper function for a thing that already existed. And well, isn't, that, isn't that what literally all helper functions are? For yeah. things that already exist? This is just like a one word, you know, like like you, you have a user who subscribes. You want to make sure that they're on the free tier. You want to make sure everything works. And then you want to fast forward that two weeks after the free tier ends and make sure they don't have access to features. And this is just a carbon already has that. Right. But this is just a helper feature that says, okay, this, you know, dash, what was it? Time or what, what is it? What is the actual command? The helper. 
You don't you don't have it up? Yeah, I do. It's time. Yeah. So it, go ahead. It's it what? is travel. Travel. So so you you say say plan colon travel two weeks. You know, it's yes, you're absolutely right. You can do it with carbon. You can do a lot of things, a lot of helpers the long way. This is just meant to make it easy. I, I like the idea. I I like it, but I this is again abstracting away from PHP into Laravel exclusive life. It's a I, Laravel framework. I know. Oh, you're 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 saying if you buy into this, you're you're buying more into the Laravel ecosystem? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't like that was how sharp. much I don't like how much the Laravel ecosystem is really fracturing from just understanding PHP. It's just a simple helper, though. I mean, you can say the same thing about carbon. I do. It's like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I do got to say, I used the Laravel scheduler this week, and that is nice. Putting in there pinging Argus before and after was really nice. The The fact that we only wanted to ping on production and being able to abstract that away, I wish that Laravel would make that a little easier. I could see a way of within the ping saying, I only want to ping in these environments becoming a thing. But in general, you probably don't want to run your all your cron scripts in all your environments anyway. That's just beside the point. Mm-hmm. We currently run a, a bunch of them in our staging environment, but we didn't want to ping Argus unless we were in production. One thing I did not do was go into the ping before method to see if they even make that an option. Hmm. I should go look at that. How ballsy is this? I'm, I'm messing with my audio track right now. You're awesome. You're, you're, you're awesome. I'm sure people are going to say they can't hear you anymore. Hey, hey, uh, John, guess what? And, what? and listeners to the podcast, guess what? What? We what? have a wait list at Argus, and we have people waiting to get into Argus. All should, of one? I should, I should let you can't them say people now. when you mean person. I can say people as long as I don't show you the database. Well, there you go. Are you giving <laughs> it to them for free? To allow them. Are you giving it away for free again? Yes, but uh, but if I had if I had travel, I could I could test whether or not they will go switch to a paid subscription later in life. That's not, we, not we, how now it works. We, we do need a uh, we do need a free trial period. We, we have a free trial period actually. Oh. What we don't you have is started. a paid paid tier yet. We haven't tested the paid <laughs> tier. That's what we need to test. The trial period actually works. I tested that. I, I've been trialing it. I've been adding a bunch of crons to it. And I've given some feedback. I so wish my I could share the screen because it my looks job is awesome. What, you, what did you think of your experience of the product that you paid to have built? There's a bunch of changes Re- I want made, but I'm happy with what is there. It's very, clean. Very minimum, it's simple. Uh, I think I don't think there's a lot of people that are going to be using it the way we're using it. But there's there's going to be some where we're going to be tracking for multiple clients. So I go mm-hmm. in there and I'm, I can see our cron jobs and our clients' cron jobs. I want to be able to see that broken down a little better than what we currently have. So yeah, I opened up, I, I opened I opened an issue today and saying, "Hey, I think we should do X Y and Z." Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's already being worked on because the, mm-hmm. the team at Argus is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All Sign right. up now at Argus.to. Yes. Can I share a, a, a funny story that I had this week? Yes. I'll say yes, and we can move on. So years ago, I, I've not done a lot of Q work. And at that Q. time, Q, like setting up workers and jobs and, and sending stuff off to Qs to be worked on later. Gotcha. So so at the time, I wrote the code that handles all of that for Phone Burner. And the way I set up was a specific 
queue was listened to by X amount of workers that were run via Supervisor D. So you could say, this is a high priority queue. We don't want things waiting in it. We're going to put four, five, six, eight processes listening to this one queue. But that's all it does. And over the years, the dependence on the system has grown to where now there's 30 some queues. And with the range of processes on there where some are eight and some are one, there's over 100 processes per server listening to all of the queues. But there are some where there are, there's no work to be done. So there are processes just running on the server doing absolutely nothing. So this week, through conversations with some of the other developers, we're like, why don't we make it where they still listen to their respective queue, but if there's no work to be done, they'll stop and listen to all the queues. They'll go say, hey, is there any work to be done? I'm I'm bored. I want to do something. Give me something to do. Which is definitely an issue I've run into. This worked great, except for there's one queue that on a daily basis, there's a ton of jobs to be done, but because there's only a few workers responding to it, it's fine. But for about a 15 minutes or so period this morning, somebody sent me over the, uh, we use PMM, which I forget what it stands for, but it's basically registering the number of queries to the database where usually it's probably around a hundred thousand. Yeah. There's the number is not accurate on here because of the scale at this point, usually hovering around a hundred thousand per second during this 15 minute or so spike. Yeah. It went up to between four and 5 million queries per second. (laughs) Holy smokes, man. What happens is during that four or five minutes a day? Jeez. So so it's one section of code nobody wants to touch because we know there's memory issues. So a few years ago, I rewrote it instead of the scripts handling all of the users. There's now a script that says, hey, give me the users that have to have to send campaigns out and then create a job per user. Mm -hmm. And then within there, the code is so horribly managed where the query to find the campaigns to send is horrible. The the code to actually send out the email is horrible. And we've tried memory profiling it a few times through different developers, and it's a pain in the ass. So it's just a probably a decade-old mess of code that nobody wants to touch. Mm -hmm. Add into that at least 100 processes on one server, which probably scaled up to two or three servers in Amazon. So you now you got one to two hundred processes handling what used to be handled by you know four or six processes all at the same time, just hammering the database. Hey, give me this data back and forth. And then I realized one of the queries to the database was in a for each loop, asking every single time, "Hey, give me this user. Hey, give me this user." But it was the same <laughs> user constantly. So for for what might be you know a hundred thousand for each loop, it was asking for the same data over and over and over. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had an N plus one issue this this week too. It's like I I, <laughs> so I was uh, fortunately I was running uh, a debug on it, and like the the little model, the hits to the model just kept going. You know, a hundred, a thousand, fifteen hundred, three thousand. Like, what the hell is going? It just kept looking itself up like con- constantly. I'm like, damn it! It's nice when you had those tools to say, oh, I think I can fix <sighs> this right here. Yeah, absolutely. So, so this. This whole thing with the queues actually got two stress tests today. That was the first one where all of a sudden for 15 minutes, we're over 3 million, as high as 5 million queries per second. Then a second one comes in where we're using Beanstalk D and by default, if the job
job is not done within a minute, Beanstalk D puts the job back on the queue to be handled. So somebody ran a task and this task itself, one task would create X jobs. So it may be creating one, two, 300,000 jobs, but it wasn't finishing in a minute. So the job went back on the queue. So another worker would come in and say, <laughs> oh, look, here's a task. Put another I've couple hundred thousand. Definitely had that issue. <laughs> yeah. So all of a sudden we're at three plus million jobs in this one queue. All of the processes <laughs> just tackling it like, oh, I got it. I'm, I can do this. <laughs> it was just like crazy. So I've been in, in, in queue hell and in testing hell this week. Been fun. I've been, uh, I've been doing ghost inspector testing. Have you guys used that product at all? No, I've heard of it, but yeah. So ghost inspector it's kind of like a hosted service for Selenium. Basically, you can run your tests. Uh, they run it through whatever browser you, you decide. Uh, you, we, at this point, we probably could bring it in-house and put it on Selenium, but we've got the test, like the entire thing set up to run through Jenkins, so it's a pain in the ass to switch. I had two fun things with it. One, they have a little Chrome plugin that when you when you enable it, it tracks what you do and records that so that you can replay it later. And if anyone's used Selenium, you know what I'm talking about. It just works and it's amazing. It's fun when you have it disabled. I went through an issue uh, a while ago where I basically turned off all of my Chrome extensions because something was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to start doing these ghost inspector tests. Yeah, I enabled it. And I know everyone that listens to us is very organized and they have maybe five or 10 tabs in their Chrome open. But at any given time, I've got 10 windows with each with 30, 40, 50 tabs open. I enabled this effing Chrome extension. Every single tab resubmitted. Oh, that had to been awesome. I had, I probably had 20 or 30 tabs with YouTube videos open because I'll just go through and like open them in new tabs. And as I finish one, I'll close the tab to play the next one. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I was going crazy when this happened because all of a sudden I've got 50 videos trying to play sound. Everything else is like submitting data. I'm like, what? <laughs> So, so you want to hear something weird? I don't know if it's a if it's a plugin I have or if it's a feature of Firefox because you know I I use uh, Firefox. Um, but I used to have that same problem when it, when I used Chrome. But now in Firefox, if I open a YouTube video in a new tab, a it doesn't play automatically, and b if I start play if if I am playing it and I go to another tab that has a YouTube video and I hit play on that one, actually I don't know if that does pause the first one now. No. But but yeah. <laughs> Chrome doesn't do that by default. Chrome doesn't start playing it when I open it in a new tab. So I will. Oh, okay. I'll be on my recommended page, my homepage, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll I'll choose five or ten videos I want to watch. Mm-hmm. It doesn't autoplay, but whatever this oh. extension did, however it posted back, all of a sudden they all <laughs> started, started playing. playing at once. <laughs> awesome! <laughs> so not only did I have all the sound, but I also have everything else that comes with that, as well as all of the the process, all of the Chrome processes or tabs submitting data. So I can't mm-hmm. get Chrome to respond at all. <laughs> it was not. It was not a fun fun time for me. I've been there. Thomas, but, are you awake? Thomas looks like he's falling asleep on us. He is. We're running long. I'll, I'll finish this ghost inspector story up real quick. However, putting tests in place to test things that you haven't don't already have tested has been amazing because I've had a PR open now for a while that is frustrating me that I can't get accepted. And it's because there are so many if this, then that, else, that conditions in there 
mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. somebody will say, well, when I do this, it doesn't respond the same way. I'm like, but that doesn't mean it was responded the right way before. Maybe the new way is better. But then when you fix that way, you break something else. It's been annoying me. So I probably spent a good probably full week just writing tests to replicate what is currently there, whether it's right or wrong, which I think a lot of it is wrong, by the way, at least it's it's in tests so that I can run that against new code and say, my new code does what the old code does, right or wrong, it doesn't. And <laughs> there you go. now you deal with it. Fun. Thomas, you, you are muted, so you, so you know that. I was muted. I'm not muted now. Okay, good. I, I figured out the... Uh, the tracks issue for OBS. I now officially know what the problem is. Are you saying you have not paid attention to us at all and all you've done is researched OBS? No. Oh, okay. Damn. I was I was also <laughs> listening to your monologue. ghost inspector thing. We, we, we call it <laughs> Good <monologue>. catch. <laughs> it's because I just cool. moved the card. He watched me move it. <laughs> Uh, we are we are running a little late. Uh, but what I was do, your uh, OBS issue? Uh, so the OBS issue for anyone who's trying to do the same thing as us is that uh, NDI for Skype injects the entire call, all three participants, into each channel. So by having channel one enabled or track one for each participant, you're hearing their version. Uh, and because... Skype only transmits on track one. The first person who's enabled on track one is the one who is giving the sound for all three participants. Ah, so you, I did not so know you basically want nobody on, you don't want Eric and I on any channel at that point then. Because my audio is not coming through Skype, I just want either you or Eric. Oh. Although I'm going to have to listen back to the uh, video to see if I'm echoing because... From what I understand, I should be echoing unless Skype is doing the thing it does where local doesn't work correctly. Yeah, nobody says you're echoing. Well, you're, but you're nobody's saying anything you. because nobody's listening to us. Yeah, we've lost people by now. We we've got six live viewers right now. I mean, they might have fallen and, asleep. I, I and can't be sure. Five of them are sitting here on the call with us right now. Speaking of which, huge shout Thank out you. to our Patreons. Thank you. Thank you, Buttery. The Buttery's here. You know, Buttery's coming in. Eleventh hour. There you go, Buttery. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Patreons. In in your, uh, I think uh, I think Thomas is taking over the show, so he's going to be sending out uh, your 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 Patreon. Um, that is a negative. That is that is what that is. That is a Patreon Patreon keychain. Uh, they're they're going for like fifty bucks on eBay. No one no one can um, see that. You're not you're not on the stream. That that that's that's not helpful at all. Appreciate that. <laughs> We'll get Damn a picture. It. We'll get a picture of that thrown up on uh, next week's podcast for you. So, so, so the tier where we said you get stickers, you get a keychain. I like it. Our, yeah. Our and and now that's like that's going to be that's going to be a uh, apparently a regular uh, thing now because we have two hundred to get rid of. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. So this yeah, has been yes. a, it's an in- interesting uh, learning experience for me getting OBS up and running. But um, thank you to everybody for sticking along with me while I get it going. Um, the uh, interesting blah, thing. Blah, 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 blah. No blah blah blah. What was that? World, Eric. <laughs> what? The- I can mute you. You got here. OBS. You got OBS, man. What? What are you talking about? I'm I'm coming in through Skype. So zero dropped frames for all the viewers who have been suffering through Eric's MacBook trying to support OBS. We're running it, running at a cool 24% CPU, 30 frames per second, zero dropped frames for the entire length of the night. Blah, 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 blah.
guys hear that? <laughs> I think I'm that means we're done. <laughs> Alright, that's it. Episode 204 in the books. I'm Eric. I'm John. Give I'm Tom. Keep it ugly. Keep it, Keep ugly. it ugly. Thanks for listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. If you would like to support PHP Ugly, check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash phpugly. You can also follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly or join us in the PHP Ugly Discord channel. Show notes and RSS feed can be found at phpugly.com. To catch the live stream, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash phpugly. You can also subscribe to the edited podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast catcher of choice. A reading of five stars is always appreciated. And finally, thanks to our sponsor, the Diego Dev Group. If you are looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group at diegodev.com. Until next week, keep it ugly.